Thank you for joining us for a Kingdom Thoughts conversation with one of our founders on Insight Now. You can watch live streams on Facebook and YouTube. We hope that you enjoy the conversation. Hey, hey everybody. Hey, Daniel. How's it going? Uh, wow. Daniel, today we've got Carlo. Carlo's from the Philippines. But just before we go anywhere else, everybody, you'll just notice that Daniel has this huge grin on his face. He can't wipe it off, and so he shouldn't. Uh, so congratulations. You've got little um, a little baby daughter just arrived. Yeah, Kaylee Ann. Yeah. Yeah. So at 2 o'clock today. Okay. Wow. Glad you could make it on the live stream. Yeah, uh, um, my wife gave me leave for. <laughs> Don't you? <laughs> and so they're, they're both doing well. Yeah, uh, it was crazy. Uh, yeah, so it was only she was in labor for two hours, and and uh, only and it was pushed for two minutes. So wow. Yeah, our uh, midwife was like said it was great, um, and she's feeling great. She's been up, been able to get up, walk around. Everything's good. Baby was. Color was good. Everything, everything's just been good. And how are the boys handling having a sister? Um, they're like really excited, but don't know quite what to do yet. Um, Levi, Levi wants to maul her because he just loves everything so much. So yeah. he wants to kiss her and touch her. And Colton wants to be the big brother and hold and protect her. Okay. Um, good. But uh, she has uh, strawberry blonde hair. Oh. Yeah. Wonder where she got that from. (laughs) I don't know. Somewhere in the family. And uh, so we have a special guest today. Um, First time for Daniel and I to have um, a guest on, Carlo. Carlo De Leon from the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we. Hello, uh, everyone. Yeah. So just um, Carlo and I have been some good friends for uh, a few years now. He's um, one of the. leaders of the deeper school in in the philippines uh works with um john and marcia tulio as the leaders and then other staff there um you also do some marketplace um uh online sort of stuff with companies and so forth right carlo yep so yeah hello everyone <laughs> good to be here thanks for inviting me mark and yep. uh it's, it's the first time i'm meeting uh daniel so we actually have the same first name, but I just used my second name, which is Carlo. So, but um, yeah, good to meet you guys and um, happy to be here. I'm uh, excited and also like knowing Mark, I'm ac- I'm anxious actually about the questions that he's going to ask me today. <laughs> but I'd be, I'm super happy to, uh, just excited to share what I know in terms of like um, marketplace stuff, just business, uh, coaching, and also of course, kingdom of god in relation to all of these things so yeah take it away <laughs> yeah well you know so one of the things that um we love to talk about um and um we've we've had some of this discussion and uh, it's a never-ending subject it's multi-dimensional and so we, we've talked about um you know coming from a church age into the kingdom age we live in the kingdom age mm-hmm. um and the kingdom age is is quite somewhat different um, and um, 
you know, it's really people understanding that we are living in this in the kingdom age. It's it's really you know all of the church is in the kingdom, but not all of the kingdom is in the church. It doesn't mean anything bad about the church um, in any way, shape, or form. It's the church is such the community right. of the believers. The message is the kingdom, and the messenger is the church. Yes. But Carlo, I know that you've had such a um, a s- transition. And we were just talking before, and we've talked at other times too. You, you were telling us about, um, you, you know, the Lord took you uh, on a on a journey. You and your wife Kim on a journey mm-hmm. um, to realize um, really how religious you were. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about that. Okay, so I hope I remember the dates, but I. Look, looking back to, I came from a Protestant denomination, which is the Methodist Church, from way back. And during that time, like I was really taught about um, God as like, you know, He's a great God. But from what I understood, who He was, He's more like a distant God and all that. So, mm-hmm. like He's like Santa Claus, you know, checking <laughs> checking if you're doing right or wrong, you know, doing yeah. blessing you if you're doing good stuff but like uh, punishing you if you're doing bad stuff. So mm-hmm. like over time, um, that has changed and shifted, especially during, um, I think it was 2008, because I, I backslid for like, I can't remember if it was like 12 years, but I backslid for 12 years. And this is not just like, it's not just about like me doing, you know, sin or something like that. It was really me telling God during that time. It was a kid, it probably was like 14 years old. I told God, mm-hmm. it's so hard to be a Christian that I just don't want to do anything to do with you. I'd like, it's so hard to be a Christian. I'm going to go, I'm going to go to hell anyway. Cause my understanding is if you don't confess your sin, the moment you're, you're going you're going to go to hell anyway. So like if I say, and then died before confessing it, then I go to hell. So like, that's so hard. It's so difficult, you know? And so I grew up like that. And then until I heard stuff about like the father's love, that's when I got back after 12 years. Father's love, like the kingdom of God, how, you know, how, how we can really have like a personal relationship with God was really personal, you know, like, and it's not like, um, and it's, and it looks like family. So, um, so during that transition, we got back at church, but I was seeking more. I was seeking for more things. And this, uh, this was pre before I got married because I got married in 2012 with Kim. But during that time, we were praying to God about like, God, teach me more, teach us more about the kingdom and teach us how to honor other people. Like, how does it really look like to honor people? Because in the kingdom um, and, you know, I, we, we listen to a lot of Bethel stuff. So Bill Johnson, um, Chris Valentin's her favorite. So like he talks about a lot of like kingdom in, in the kingdom. There's a lot of honor, like there's a culture of honor. So we wanted to understand that. Um, and so when we came back here to Bacolod, um, in the Philipp- that, that's in the Philippines. Uh, mm-hmm. So during that time, we got into a church and then we realized um, over time that God wanted us out of the church, you know, and he was just bugging us with dreams and all that. And we, mm-hmm. we were having people interpret it and everything. Mm-hmm. But we ended up outside of the church and we went to different churches. 
and we were trying to look for like god is this the church that we should be in this is the church that we should be in and we just found you know we just found it a little bit weird in our spirit like the church wasn't weird it was more like it just didn't fit you know like this is not what we were looking for um and then we ended up actually in deeper school Mm-hmm. which in um which is very similar to uh what we wanted because you know we were like we're, what i was saying like we were like we were fans technically of like bethel and what were, mm-hmm. what they were doing like bethel the bethel team sometimes would go to our church in manila where i live and so we're, we're kind of used to that and so outside of that church setting we we found ourselves in a ministry, which is, so we went through the school, right? Which was for four months. And then after that, we just couldn't find like a regular home church where we are. So we still considered our church in Manila to be our home church, but we're not there all the time. We're probably there like, you know, two we, uh probably a month out of a whole year. So like, where do you get everything else? Like, where do you get your feeding? Where do you get their fellowship and all that? So it was all during the time of deeper school wherein mm-hmm. we were, really focusing on who god is right like understanding who god is looking at who god is and who we are Mm -hmm. and how god is the world so in there and actually you guys when we saw you like this is my experience and kim's experience with you guys like mark and uh, david crone and john like how you would honor people how you how you honor each other was a great example for us and when you look at people, you don't see them as like we were talking about this earlier. It's not black and white, but you're really speaking life into each other. And we love that. And we understood that, oh, this is how God wants to treat us or how God wants us to treat each other. And so looking back at, you know, how we were at church and I would because because I remember sometimes I'd preach. Uh, one time at church and I, I remember I was there was a youth conference and I'd preach about how you should make sure that you're sinless because otherwise um, like the Ananias and Sapphira <laughs> you know what I mean like uh, like you might die instantaneously if you know if you if suddenly you like sin against the Holy Spirit or something like that because if you lied or something mm-hmm. so like I was so religious back then I said I, and we live our life right now looking at how will god being a loving you know and caring father a good father how will he treat a person so right now we're back at church actually like i was telling mark uh daniel was telling mark about this that we actually found ourselves as part of a leadership of a church like instantaneously from being a guest to after like two weeks we were leaders of the church like (laughs) and i'm I'm talking about like pastoral staff we're like when the pastor was gone they wanted to give us the church and we were like wait this is like no 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 because we're so far away (laughs) it's like an hour and a half from here from where we live so like it's better for somebody to be a pastor there but now that we we're, were given this opportunity to to be back in church, we do things differently. Like we we treat people differently uh, as opposed to way back. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, so that's my journey in terms of how, and and, and I guess that, uh, what, what I'm gonna say last is, I didn't know I was that religious until God took me out of that situation. 
like in this church setting. If I didn't, if I stayed in a church setting, I would not probably have seen myself mm-hmm. as you know having that religious spirit. So, yeah. Sometimes you don't know stuff because you just don't know it, or you just can't see it. Yeah. Right. So you, it seems you know, normal. Yeah, it seems normal until you're actually removed from that environment and you realize maybe how religious you are or or how how um, far off where you want to be, you know, those sorts of things. So um, what what would you say, Carlo, what would you say would be, you know, when you talked about it being in deeper school where you learn more about God and about, and about yourself, what would be the, the major theme that's come out of that that you would still live out of or you would think out of if you're, if you're teaching or you're talking to people? What, what, what sort of theme would you keep taking people back to? Good question. Um, I always go, you know, the foundation of deeper school, you know, that the foundational concept, which is who God is and who you are. I always go back to that, like in everything. Um, I even use that with the marketplace, you know, like right yep. now I'm doing, I'm doing coaching. Um, I doing, I do coaching and consulting. So especially with freelancers and those who want to start with their, to, you know, their digital online business. And one of the things that I always want to understand with people when I talk to them is who are you? Like, how do you understand you are as a person, as, you know, as a leader, as somebody who wants to build a business, right? Like, who are you really? So, like, understanding who you are, and I got this from John Tullio, actually. Like, Mm -hmm. the first thing, one of the most important things, especially when you're dealing with other people is, do you know who you are? Mm -hmm. Right? That's the one thing that you, you want to know. And the other thing is, how do you communicate that? identity to other people mm-hmm. like yes you may know who you are but if people don't understand who you are then it's very difficult to um to bring across a message of your own of, of that springs out of your identity because you don't know how to communicate it mm-hmm. so I, I guess that's um that's what i got from deeper because if you look at it really if you come from a place of identity you can really not go wrong because like you have an anchor, you have you have a point of reference to wait. Why am I doing this in the first place, right? So if we if we relate that to let's say marketplace or business, we we can say okay, there are strategies that we can follow, but are these things rooted in my identity, or do I just want to do this because it makes more makes me more money, or you know, mm-hmm. or gets my product sold? something like that but it's not really anchored in who i am like i can for example i can send daily emails to people for my email marketing campaign and bug them just because i know um statistics wise that it makes more money but is that who i am as a person does that or is that who i am in terms of um as a christian as a, as a kingdom christian or as you know as a son of god so as, as, a, as a as a child of god like because because you know in, in marketplace there's a lot of uh, strategies like using um fear of missing out right like buy this now otherwise you're not you know if you if you yeah. miss out then you won't be able to get this anymore right or mm-hmm. like you use scarcity mm-hmm. uh which is there are only like two slots left if you miss this out, then you won't be able to yeah. get so there are strategies like that but mm-hmm. like are are those really who you are 
And I mean, those things work, but you know, if, if you don't know who you are and you don't know um, how the father looks at you, then you're going to use strategies that you don't understand. That's actually mm -hmm. opposite of what the kingdom is yeah. and what, what it looks like. So, so, so if you, if you, if you, if you're doing something that's not really who you are, mm -hmm. then it's, it's, it's reinforcing something, you know, it's it reinforcing you know, a, a false view of who you are, and then you're always going to be trying to discover who you are. You know, and and it seems yeah. to me that when you operate in who you are, if you operate in in how you've made it, it's a it's takes less effort because you're just you're not have, you're not pre pretending to be something that you're not. Yeah, I, I think also, you know, when you're talking about the like what kind of you when you're talking about the market strategies and things, you know, I was thinking if we really know who we are, then we understand that we're the one of value mm -hmm. instead of creating value based on scarcity or fear or things are we know the value is that you actually get me in the deal, you get what I have to offer. And so it's really about, you know, because once I know my identity, I know that I'm the thing that's worth the value. Um, so, you know, it's having value in yourself. So, you know, I think that's a big part of it. In Kingdom, we know that we're valued and that others are valued. And so we create that value in us and in others. Right. And, and also, like, I, I like while, while you're talking, Daniel, um, I thought of, like, how... Because I'm actually talking to a, um, what do you call it? It's like a personal branding uh, designer right now. And mm -hmm. she was asking me, what is your unique selling proposition? And I'm thinking like myself, you know, like my unique selling proposition. My, I can't really, because if you look at, um, if you look at like business and marketplace, you always look at like, what is the competition? Like, how are you unique and how are you different from everyone else? And I'm like, I can't really pinpoint it. Like we're doing the same things. It's just that mm -hmm. some people are more attracted to me than them. And I can't really use that to like, as a strategy because that's something that's you know that i have from god i mean i am unique by on my own I, i'm unique because of what god has done for me but also and, and how god sees me and how he has crafted me and all that but mm -hmm. to actually pinpoint like my unique selling proposition to other people it's I, I find it really hard really like i find it just difficult because it feels that it's um fabricated in a sense something like that so uh, I think it's not, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. But I think like, that one of the things you offer, though, if we're going to talk about kingdom, one of the things that you're going to offer that a lot of other people aren't going to offer is not really something that um, you really buy on the market, but you're going to offer relationship because you have to yeah. if, you're, if you're in kingdom. So by doing kingdom, you're going to offer them a relationship. So you're you're going to say it's more than just business. It's that you do. You get a relationship with me and I get a relationship with you. And it's only in relationship that we actually have a dynamic exchange. So, you know, that's the thing is, is they're, going, yeah. they're going to be doing business with other people, but because it, other people won't necessarily be kingdom or might not be kingdom, um, they're not going to gain all that they could gain. It's only going to be a surface level, whatever the person tells them. But by being in contact with you, there's going, I mean, we can talk kingdom always. It blesses, um, you know, it causes, causes wealth you know, in many different forms, it brings peace and all kinds of things. And so by them being in relationship with you, even in business, there's going to be blessing on their business. There's going, they get to partake right, right. in the things that you partake in. And that's, you know, that's, I guess I could see that being hard 
um, me being in business as well, sometimes it's hard to present that in a yeah. way they can understand. But I think that's the thing that we most offer in Kingdom that you won't find elsewhere. That's right. But I, I, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not saying it's uh, we shouldn't follow all these things because I think it's more of do we really understand how we're using these strategies and tools and how does it relate to who we are and how does it relate to like is this something that um like how do we present it in kingdom because even jesus if we look at how he like he would he would give warnings like you know that the end is near so mm -hmm. if you look at it it's like there's um there's a limitation to like when you should be doing things right so mm -hmm. it's not bad it's just that are, are we aware um of how we're using it you know, all these, all these strategies and tools. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, I think that, um, you know, we, we were talking about before, um, I, we've all three of us have experienced religion, mm -hmm. right? So we, we know, um, what the communication of, un, you know, conditional, conditional love. Um, and certain strategies that are used to try and cause people, whether it be fear, whether it be scarcity, whether it be all of those sorts of things, which is still that happens. They're just called in different names, or they have different different functions. But when you when when we read something like "You shall know the truth, and the truth will bring you freedom" or bring you into freedom, um, we understand that that comes out of a relational context. Mm -hmm. Um, because that happens for people who've come into a relationship with God. So that when we realize every single thing that happens in the kingdom is meant to happen in community or in relationship, that whenever we see something that doesn't have that, it, we should, we, it, should, it should put a warning light on, on for us. And in business, um, you know, I know that there is there are different types of relationships. You know, there's a relationship with a customer, there's a rush with with employees, a relationship with other people, there's peers, there's different types of relationship. But if our if our core value, we understand our core value, we understand a core value right. of mine is relationship. That's why yeah. I don't I don't do very well or would do very well in say in a coaching mentoring place where it's just purely business where it's just purely coach the person you know go on and that's why when you know i've been in churches um i i don't do very well just being a hired person come in preach you know receive an offering for me and then i move on i i, I want relationship i want to i want to help build because i'm a builder as well and i think the kingdom is about building right yeah, I think um, like for like um, I was telling uh, Mark earlier about how yeah about how it's it's so different now that we're dealing with people um, in the church setting because like before we've I've always thought that we have to uphold a standard of church right and we see that when people are for example if if I see somebody who's angry at somebody somebody else and we go to them and say oh you know brother sister just forgive that person you know because but i'm not thinking about the person's welfare 
But I'm actually thinking because because that's Christian to forgive. It's Christian mm -hmm. to forgive. So that's why you should forgive. Mm -hmm. Right. So I want this person to change the behavior. Right. Because you should not be angry because that's the Christian way. That's what we should. Um, that's what we, wish we should uphold as Christians. But internally, they do it, but they're like, it's lip service, you know, like, okay, I forgive the person, but they're really angry. They're in pain. So without, so we do, we tell these people, we, we tell the person, you know, to forgive, but without really addressing that the person is in pain, the person is actually, there's something that they're going through that we can address. So like, if we, if we just look at people and do it non-relationally, we're like, the standard is more important than the person. Yeah. So I guess that was yeah. what Mark was saying. We're in, um, but you go to a church and you know, the standard is just to bring the word of God and that's it. And then you leave, but there's no really relationship, but the true, the, you know, the truth to it is like, if we go to people and genuinely connect with them and see like, how does God want me to build relationship with a person and really see them for who they are? And, you know, just look at what they're going through and all that, then I won't be forcing a person to forgive just because that's the standard. But like we understand that they have to forgive for themselves, but also we also deal with it in a level of, hey, I'm here for you. And I know that that's painful that what you're, you know, what you're what you're going through. And yeah, so just just build relationship is you know it, that's really that's really key to to a lot of the that we do at the kingdom so mm. yeah so um i think one of the things that we 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 keep talking about and we're talking about it here it's it's like when you come into the kingdom right you we you you come into a relationship you've been adopted as a son right or adopted as a child but, you know, we're not we're not talking about a gender thing, but we, we're coming into that place of position in the family. The interesting thing about it is while we are positionally sons or children, we still have orphan thinking. We mm. still have the thinking of being separated from from God. And it's the same same sort of thing. We, we've come into the kingdom era, but we still have thinking that was established over many years that is religious or it's about the institutional church or it's about like some of your sorts of things, putting the standard as being more important than the person. Where And we're not seeing it from God's perspective because never with the Father, I don't think, is a standard more important than a person. Right? He didn't send his son Jesus to die for a standard. He sent his son mm. Jesus to die because of, he loved the world. He loved people you know so much and i think that's one of the things that is so interesting about it is that and i think that's why he said in the very beginning of his ministry and on the earth after you know he spent 30 years you know doing amazing carpentry um he then says listen you have to repent that means change the way that you think in order to embrace the kingdom because the kingdom is really close it's really near you can reach out and touch the kingdom mm -hmm. you know it's so near but you you will not be able to recognize it and to 
uh, assimilate it and to step into it unless you are able to change the way you think. And I think that's right, right. the key thing. And that's why we keep having these conversations because it's it's about helping us and helping other people to realize, hey, there's there's something different. There's something different to, to, to understand. And it, it must be interesting for you being in a country in the Philippines, your natural country, which is so religious. It's such oh, a religious yeah. country, isn't it? Well, yeah, because um, like here, Catholicism is like the number one religion. Like majority of people are Catholics. Uh, but the funny thing is, well, not really funny, but um, I've actually met a lot of Catholics and they're not like, they're different. There are different like categories now. Like I was talking to a friend who's a Catholic, and she, like, but if you talk to her, she's more like, "Hey, you're you're a Christian." <laughs> like, you, it doesn't you don't sound like a normal Catholic person. Mm -hmm. So, um, I guess I guess for one, but when you talk to them, th th there's still that religious pattern wherein mm -hmm. it has to be about uh, following rules or fo following laws or following um, guidelines that. The leaders or the church has um, has promoted, and even superstition. Like here, there's um there's a superstition that um, which which actually came from you know from the church, wherein you cannot get married if you're like let's say you're uh, like you have brothers and sisters in a family. Like two people, two two people in your family cannot get married in the same in the same year. You know okay. that's a uh, that's like a religious uh, rule. Mm -hmm. And um, they were saying, because if you do that, there's like a curse to the other person. Like the second one who gets married at the same year will, will get cursed, something like that. So that's something that the church actually brought. And it had to do with, um, and this is not to, you know, <laughs> to say bad things about, you know, uh, about the Catholic church. Uh, we, we, we love Catholics, but also there's a lot of things that the, that the earlier um, earlier, you know, priests did before, um, and this was all about, like, because because the the reference was um, what do you call this? Like harvest, you know, field harvests. So, and there are only three harvests in a year. So one would go to the church, one would go to the wedding, and one would go to the normal expenses of the family. So if you had two uh, two weddings in that year, then no one. There's no harvest that's going to go to the church so a uh, lot of it has because was because of religion so <laughs> you have to understand like the the reason why i make, gave this as an example is that people are coming from that idea wherein if the leaders of the church said it <laughs> then that's that's what god wants <laughs> so that's that's what you follow <laughs> so and, and this is why you know you, you go you go to church and um like I mean, like looking, if you go to this country, it's all like mostly Catholics, but at the same time, there's a lot of, there's a lot of people that we've met, even at Deeper, like we, we, we were surprised actually, right, Mark, uh, to see mm -hmm. some Catholics come into Deeper and they're mm -hmm. very interested in the kingdom. Mm -hmm. They're very interested in the activities that we're doing because mm -hmm. from a position of seeing, um, uh, religion of laws and rules you suddenly come to understand that hey 
God wants fellowship and God wants relationship. It's not about rules or following this and that. It's, mm -hmm. you know, he, he's very relational and mm -hmm. he wants me. Like he sees me as somebody who's, somebody who's precious and all that. So I, I guess for me, I don't see it um, like I, I feel pretty blessed that like my my parents when they we like what I said were Protestant but they were exploring also in such a way and we found ourselves in a place you know in a church where in they were teaching about kingdom values they started teaching kingdom values and all that mm -hmm. so yeah I feel pretty blessed but looking at that I, I really I really pray that we're able to reach more people, uh, more Catholics, more of like whatever religion they're in, to really understand that when they when we talk about um, a relationship with Christ, that it's really a relationship rather than than religion. Because I, I, I guess what's 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 um, what's interesting is that we tell people when we win them to Christ, right? When we evangelize to people, like we tell them oh, this is not religion, this is relationship. But once they're in the church, we, be, we begin we begin like, oh, now you have these all these rules to follow, yeah. right? We turn back to religion because that's what we're used to. We're used to that. We're not yeah. used to relationship, Mark. Yeah. So <laughs> that's, that's the thing. That's the thing that no. we need to break, basically, that we, we need no. to um, allow people, like we, we have to have this set of eyes to see that, Hey, their history, mm -hmm. you know, our history is we mm -hmm. we're used to religion. Mm -hmm. So we have temple mentality. Yeah. We want people to go to church. We like like we talk a lot about healings and prophetic and all that, but we still have this mindset of, okay, I'm gonna pray for you, but then hey, go to church because that's where the that's where everything is. You know, that's where the that's where God is at church. So we're still used to that. Um but that's something that, you know, us. That's our, that's that's the opportunity. That's the opportunity for us to to bring to people and say that it's not like yeah, church is where we build community, you know, build relationship. But it's not where God lives. It's not the Ark of the Covenant. You know? so, yeah. So yeah. So um, just change your tracks a little bit. Both of you guys, Daniel and daniel carlo the two daniels um both of you um uh, have some involvement in the marketplace and um you're increasingly um that so so just um let's just explore a little bit what what sort of things that you are from a kingdom perspective or the gifts of the spirit or those sorts of things that we once used to confine just for the use in the church how 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 do you see that today operating in a in a marketplace? I mean, if we just keep it for the church, we're keeping these these amazing gifts and things for once or twice a week. So how how's it become lifestyle for you? How how, how do you how do you see it in the in the marketplace? Maybe you got some 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 illustrations because I think people learning how to embrace the kingdom have to have to cross over the thing of the sacred and the secular you know the the church and the and the marketplace and there's no real no separation really is there no so so tell me how have you discovered that how what do you 
what's 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 changed for you? Well, so for me, um, you know, the truth is, is that the more the more that my identity comes into alignment, um, the more I just watch it get put into the marketplace. Um, you know, because it's it's what I'm living out of. Um, I know like that's really for me, it hasn't it hasn't been a work, if you know what I mean. I haven't really had to work to put God into the marketplace or kingdom into the marketplace because the more the kingdom was put into me, the more I just watched it be put into the marketplace around me. Um, but, you know, just some of the things I've seen in that um, one, you know, so I've worked prophetically in the marketplace before, um, you know, just being able to see things over people's lives or knowing that I needed to ask somebody a question or maybe just, you know, Hey, how are you doing today? And just having a little bit of insight, you know, just open some people up. Um, I've done quite a bit of ministry on the job site with people where I've had hour plus long conversations with them about um, truths in their life, you know, and it's biblical truths. And, and I don't force God on them, but I do bring them to a place where I'm saying, you know, where I get all this is because I know Jesus, you know, that's, um, that's what it's about. But really it's seeing the, the result of it. Um, you know, I, I had a contractor I worked with a couple weeks ago um, call me and just say, hey, so um, I need to go. Like, I heard you're taking me to lunch, <laughs> you know, and it was more of a joke, I think, from him, kind of. But it was like that hope. I knew it was like he hoped I would take him to lunch. And I was like, hey, yeah, that, uh, yeah, it's me taking you to lunch. And he was kind of like, oh, really? You know, I'm like, yeah, yeah, let's meet for lunch. And I met him for lunch and I listened to him talk to me about some struggles that are going on in his family for 45 minutes. Um, uh, that's an interesting thing to watch unfold, right? As this person who I work with, he's a contractor that works under me um, as I'm a general contractor, build buildings. He's a, a contractor that works with me. Um, and I've had no other contact other than on the project, but yet he's, he's constantly he knows he's in, he knows he has something more. There's a relationship and he doesn't quite know what it is. I mean, you know, he's, but, but he, he calls me just out of nowhere, no work related. He's like, how you doing? He just wants to talk. You know, he's like, how you doing? Hey, you know, what's, what's going on? And, and, and he wants to have a 20 minute conversation with me about nothing to do with the project. But it's, it's interesting because he knows he can do that. Like it's not just about business, right? Like he knows he can call me and we don't have to talk business. He can call me. And I always, you know, and it's, it's a genuineness about me though. I mean, you know that Mark and, and I'm sure Carlos seen that before us. I'm just genuine with these people. I actually do want to know who they are more than just them making me some money or doing a project for me. Um, I'm interested. I meet them, I talk to them and then I'm like, Hey, like you have any kids? How's your family? And, and it just takes off from there. You know, it's a little more and a little more. I let them into some parts of my life too. I mean, there's boundaries there, of course, because it's business. Um, but, uh, you know, one of the things that I've really got to do though is consult without really being a consultant. And, and that's really, you know, that's the kingdom thing is I have young businesses that are coming to me that are looking for a shot and I'm giving them a shot and then I'm helping them um, straighten out their finances helping them learn a market strategy, helping them learn a bid strategy. Like, what are you really worth? Like, what's your market actually worth? Um, you know, because they have no idea most of the time. They're just trying to get the job. So they're throwing numbers out, trying to figure out um, where their market's at. 
And, um, and so most people wouldn't take that time. So I think that's really how kingdom has been applied in my situation is I take the time for these guys. Um, I get to know them more than just on a business level. Um, and I, I, I share my strengths, you know, my giftings with them. Um, and, and I, I, I help them along in things with the giftings. And of course they all have questions. It always leads back to you're so different. What, why, why, which opens up that's, you know, it opens up a, another conversation. So anyway, that's just kind of how I've seen it play out. Yeah. So Carlo, you, you do consulting and you do some, um, you know, coaching, um, with people. Um, so how does, how do you involve, uh, you know, some of those, some of those things that, that you've experienced, use the gifts and all those sorts of things. How do you, how, does that work for you? Do you, do you do that? Do you find your, find that working for you in the marketplace? So I think one of the things that, um, one of the things that I've been like focused on this year is, I, cre I created a course. Okay. I created a course on mindset. It just turned out that way. But like, I always want to ask the father, like to show me what he wants to teach, you know, cause, cause when, when it comes to coaching, like what people don't understand about coaching is it's not like a, it's not like a football coach or a basketball coach that just, it's all about strategies and just helping people to, get that strategy but it's, it's really more about awareness itself and all that and awareness of what's happening around you and a lot of times like right now i'm involved with um just focusing on helping people get unstuck with their lives especially with their business and all that so like you you're gonna you're gonna find people who want to succeed in business succeed with their finances um, they want financial freedom and all that but what what i see right now is people are like a lot of people that that i'm dealing with their biggest dreams and i love to ask these questions because i know the father uh wants to know like if we do understand as part of identity like what are our dreams you know what what's what vision do we have for ourselves like how do we see um how do we see ourselves and being part of having a relationship with people so like I always ask a question, like, what is your biggest dream, right? To people. And they, a lot of them would answer my biggest dream, like, and you have to understand we're in a setting of, you know, we're a developing country. So their biggest dream is to have a house for their family, to help their brothers and sisters, um, you know, finish college, you know, finish education. Education here is a big thing, you know, because that would mean that that might mean now that you're going to get off poverty. Mm -hmm. So, like the focus of a lot of people here is getting off poverty, making just a little bit more money so that they can, you know, they don't have to stay, you know, in survival. That's a lot of people's biggest dreams. Mm -hmm. And to hear that actually breaks my heart because like, Hey, you know, the father has so much more in store for you guys, yeah. you know, than, than this. So, I'm more of like, I'm an, like, and this is what something that I've learned also in the kingdom, you know, and how like prophecy is about encouragement, steering up, building up people. Mm -hmm. So I kind of put that into, into play and, you know, just 
prophesy over them without them understanding that, that I'm prophesying over them. So, I, when, so like when I talk to somebody in coaching and I tell them like, uh, ask them about history and stuff like that, and um, they're gonna say all their problems and all that, and I'm gonna prophesy over them, but in such a way where you know I really see you're like this, and because what I my my style of coaching I call myself like a lifestyle design coach, right? And and how I present that to people is that I'm somebody who's gonna help them discover what they're designed to be like who they're designed to be so that they can design their own life right so what that really is is who god is and who you are it's like okay god how did you design me so that i can live according to that design that's pretty much what it is um so i i can use these kingdom principles and actually um put it in some of the lessons that i do uh -huh. And that's what they just follow. And then uh -huh. um, I want to I want to tell this story. Mark uh, knows him. Um, story of Ricklin. So Ricklin is a he, he's part of like an accountability group that I belong to. And he so when we communicate when, when we when we chat like we have uh, accountability accountability meetings like every week, and like from just the stuff that I say. Okay, I'm not like influencing him directly or anything like that or trying to force people to believe what I believe in. But mm -hmm. basically, based off just coming from the stuff that I share with them, he suddenly goes, he suddenly asks me, like, how can you have that kind of mindset? Where did you get that from? Because <laughs> he, he was pertaining to, because I told him, you know what, if suddenly I find myself with no money, I'll be okay. Like, mm -hmm. I'm okay. I know I'm okay. And he couldn't fathom that. It was like, how, like, how is that even possible that you are <laughs> living at peace without, you know, with, and you're saying that you're zero. And I told him, yeah, it's happened to me a lot of times, like maybe three times in the last, you know, 15 years when I was broke, but you know, God took me out of that. And it's just really about trusting God and knowing who he is. And like, he just couldn't understand it. Okay, and it came to a point where he just wanted to learn so much from me that he flew all the way from where he was and lived here. He actually lived here for like almost a year. Okay, He lived here for a year just to find out why I had this mindset and how I had this mindset. Yeah. And he ended up I took him to deeper school, not and I only took him because like I was telling him. Oh, do you want to learn how to do photography? Because, you know, I, I wanted to like video record this. And if you just wanted to help out. So I took him there and he ended up not actually doing his job of doing the video. He, he ended up just listening to what John Tulio was saying. And then he got in so interested. So we invited him to like just continue. He, it was halfway in the school. Halfway. And I, I, I'm not sure if I already told Mark this, but right now, like, you know, he, he just he just loves God. He teaches. He, he now he, he lives back where he um, because of the pandemic, he had to go back to his family, um, mm -hmm. which is apparently um, the island where actually John Tulio is actually holding his uh, foundation. Right. Teaching basketball and all that stuff. But he actually started his own ministry of helping out kids. Right. And just encouraging them and coaching them and mentoring them. And he's teaching about all these kingdom stuff, okay? Um, and he grew his he grew his community from like four people that he's helping out to eighty students, 
80 wow. students following him. And to the point where he was actually telling us, you know what, we um, people here actually already know you and John. So like, and he's been like, um, whatever it is that we were pouring out on this one person, which is Rick Lane, he was actually pouring out to the kids. Mm. So I, I did not have the intention of mentoring him at the start so that he could, you know, spread the kingdom. That wasn't the intention. It was just the intention of, okay, you're interested in what, in, you know, what I'm doing. So I'm going to share with you my life. Mm -hmm. And out of that, you know, out of that, I, I didn't even think about, okay, you're going to do this. So you're going to build a community. It wasn't that it was just, okay, because you want this relationship, I'm going to give it to you. And because of that relationship, he was able to inspire more people. Wow. So I guess that's one thing that I really want to highlight. We're in like the the small relationships that we can build out of, you know, the businesses that we actually uh, create, whether, you know, whether you're even selling, whether you have an e-com business or whether you're doing freelancing or, you know, you have a service business those small relationships can actually impact if we put just the kingdom in it. So, you know, just some, some things that, um, mm -hmm. that's been happening. One, one of the things that I talk about with um, companies and, and maybe we're getting to the end of our um, uh, time here, I, I talk about triple bottom line. So mm -hmm. when I'm talking about a marketplace, I'm talking about every company, uh, every business wants to make profit, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, every, you know, if it's not profitable, why are you doing it? And the second thing is that um, companies want, you know, businesses want to be sustainable. They want to stay in business. And every every business is like that. So when I talk about the, the triple bottom line, the third one, I think it makes a kingdom business different than any other business. And that's transformation. Mm. You know, people that come in contact with, with you, like Rickland, like other people that we know um, of that have come into contact. And it, the change may be ma major, it may be small, but it's they're being transformed. They're changing because of the fact that we're doing business. The very fact is that we come in contact with them or that we've had some influence into their lives. And mm -hmm. that's what we want to see is we want to see customers' lives transformed. We want to see employees' lives transformed. We want to see the community that we're in transformed because we're in business, because we're doing some things in a business place, in the marketplace. We're there. And, it's, and you know, because a lot of people have stayed out of different aspects of, of life, whether it be the arts and media or whether it be you know, government or whatever else like uh, like that. We've, we've not been able to be the salt and light in those places. And, um, and that's what we're seeing people come to realize that being in, in business, being in the marketplace is ministry. It's, it's, it, it doesn't have to be religious. It's meant to be relational and it's meant to be transformational. Mm -hmm. And and that's what we're seeing. And I know I know both of you guys are having that sort of effect. You're having that, um, you know, happening around about you. And so, um, you know, I, is there anything just quickly you want to sum up with because we're, we're, we're about ready to leave? Um, Daniel, do you want to say anything you want to sum up? 
Well, I was going to say, I mean, I know we're, this course is kind of interweaving everything we're talking about, but you know, when you're talking about the bottom lines, transformation, uh, yeah, and like all that, I would add like another bottom line being people. Like, you know, it's, all, it's about the people, like they have to be a part of the bottom line of your company is how are the people in your company progressing? Are they making more money? Are they, is the investment good? Are the people as a bottom line of your people? And so, you know, one thing I've noticed, I'm a very, budgets are huge in my business because I have a budget for every building I build. Every piece has its own budget. And so I've noticed that whenever I care about the people more than the budget and, and you know, we don't throw the budget out the window, but I don't try to make an extra dollar here and there. I, tr I try to treat the people well and I try to focus on how the person is being treated growing and, and what his business is doing. Um, I've never not met my budget, but I didn't have to worry about the budget because the budget just always worked itself out. Um, movie, movie Money moved from here to there and at the end of the project, but usually I'm, I'm actually ahead on the budget and I've paid everybody more than I thought I was going to. So somehow I made more money at the end paying everybody more money than I figured I was going to. Yeah. And so I focus. yeah, I think that's yeah. a kingdom. I mean, that's a kingdom thing. Yeah. When you focus on that's the right. people and the relationship, the budget works itself out. Good. Great. Carlo, anything you want to sum up? Yeah, I think for me, um, not really sum up, but there was just something in my thoughts. So I, I think it's God wanted me yeah. to say it. Yeah. Yep. I think it's more um, coming from like the uh, the religion, you know, the religious uh, mindset. And stuff. Everything that we do is actually ministry. Like as long as it involves people, that, that's ministry. So ministry isn't just confined in church. church. Mm -hmm. Ministry is everything we do from family. Yes you know, to our friends, you know, so yes. even in business, you do business, every single person who buys from you, every single prospect, regardless if they're yep. going to buy from you or not, is a relationship that can be touched by the kingdom when you're involved. So yes. think of yourself as a, a contact point of the kingdom we're in. Yep. Although they don't really buy from you, that's, there's still a connection to be made you know, and you, you never know what God has in store for, you know, for, for people. Yep. So um, through you. So it's really important that we see ourselves not in context of, okay, I'm going to do my business so that I'm going to have a, you know, a thriving, um, you know, a, my, my finances will thrive so that I can do my ministry, you know, because mm -hmm. there, there's, um, I had that perspective before we're in, I'm going to make money. I'm going to use this money to build the kingdom. Mm -hmm. But we have to understand by doing business, we are building the kingdom, the kingdom. Yes. That's part of what God wants us to do as people, yeah. as business people, mm -hmm. as kingdom businessmen uh, and mm -hmm. women, you know, as, as entrepreneurs of the kingdom, that whatever it is mm -hmm. that we're doing is already part of the ministry. So we have to, mm -hmm. it's good to look at it in that perspective. Great. All right. Well, Carlo, thanks for coming. Thanks for coming and joining. Will you, will you come back sometime? Nice to be here. We'd love to love to have you. <laughs> We'd love to have you. If and, I pass and, the uh, yeah. Yeah, you passed the audition. <laughs> um, I, I think this is great. Uh, here I am in Australia. Um, Daniel's in uh, Texas and you're in the Philippines. What a, what a great expression of the kingdom 
from uh, a global perspective. Uh, mm -hmm. Thanks for coming on. It's uh, been um, great to have you here. You had some great insights and look forward to some of those. In Insight Now has another uh, live stream tomorrow with myself, Chris, and uh, Peter. Um, it's 4.30 uh, p.m. Pacific time, 7.30 Eastern time, or if you're in Australia, uh, 11.30 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. Oh, what a mouthful. Um, and uh, so we would uh, love to have you um, again join us for the next live stream tomorrow. Uh, thanks, thanks, Carlo. Really appreciate um, yeah. you coming. And uh, Daniel, glad you got to make it after the yeah. birth of your, your daughter. Just, just just scraped in just in time um and thanks thank you thank taylor for letting you uh come on you've really made a difference being here um carlo and i would have done a good job but you just up the up the level a bit <laughs> so thanks everybody thanks for joining us uh, we really appreciate um as you've been listening to our thoughts um about the kingdom kingdom in life and um the marketplace so we'll we'll see you next week this this time next week Thank you for joining us today for this conversation. You can follow us, like, subscribe, and share out any of these episodes on Facebook, YouTube, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. For more information about us, you can go to insightnow.co. Have a great day.